0: Europe Calling with Vince Tracy and Barbara Ann. Europe Calling. Very good day. Welcome, everybody, to Europe Calling. Our date is the 10th of April 2023. Okay, weather wise, a little nippier, a little nippier, I will say. A bit of a wind uh, developing, nothing remotely uh, sinister, it's just basically uh, it is still sort of just getting. in the spring towards summer, we've had a very very hot couple of days. Let's welcome in Barbara Ann and ask you: Have you enjoyed Easter this year?
1: Uh, yeah. Good morning, Vince. Morning, everybody. Yes, we've had. We were very fortunate to um, have all our family here over Easter. So uh, yeah, very happy. Very exhausting, but uh, very happy.
0: Very, very uh, joyful times for those that have a belief and, of course, uh, new beginnings. I don't know about you. I do feel as if it is almost a new beginning. I do hope that maybe this will give us a bit of impetus to get uh, things underway that uh, might be deemed a little nicer because it's about time we got something nice going. Um, do you feel a little bit of a impetus?
1: Um. Yeah, sort of.
0: Yeah, sort of. Okay, let's have a look at the news headlines then. Okay, before we go to specifics of what I've spotted uh, in the news, a reminder that we're looking at stuff that uh, is being either overstated or understated. That's the whole purpose of these podcasts. And blasted across the uh, newspapers for the last two days the route King Charles will take for his coronation procession will be shorter than the one taken by his mother 70 years ago for practical reasons, but will feature two carriages, state carriages, including the gold state coach. And we go then to just make a comment from me and then I'll find out what um, Barbara Ann will be thinking. Uh, I just think that if you've got a a time when everybody knows... Uh, austerity is supposed to prevail then you wonder really whether or not it's right to be having two state carriages and uh, all that sort of stuff but I mean you know that's me I I, I tend to look for practical stuff Um, uh, you know I I, I listen to the pontification that uh, Charles has been saying that you know he's going to rearrange and make cuts where necessary and all that sort of stuff Uh, what's your take on this?
1: Well, I don't have a problem with the two carriages because the carriages are there anyway. They're not making them. They're um, historic, they've used them and uh, they haven't had um, a, a different uh, king or you know the queen since 1952, is it? 52, 53. 53 yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. Um, I know he said that he's cutting everything down but at the end of the day, you know, um, I think it, it could be a little bit of a... Um, lift for the people in England to um, to celebrate um, so I don't really have a problem after all the things that have been going on with the COVID and the prices of everything going up um, some people might feel it's a bit of a, a relief and, and a happy, happy thing uh, not everyone because not everyone agrees with uh, Prince Charles even being king I mean, mean, he's king now, sorry. Um, And I definitely think a lot of people aren't that keen on Camilla, uh, especially when she was originally called the Queen Consulate.
0: Uh, Consort. Consort.
1: Um, Now it's changed to Queen Camilla, which I do know uh, a lot of people, thousands of people don't agree with that. She'll only be Camilla to many people, not like um, Princess Diana. So uh yeah there's lots of lots of different uh, views about
0: it. Well my my point is it's Easter. It's uh, the head of the church is supposed to be the con- the king or the queen. Uh, So the Queen was magnificent during her reign. Uh, But, of course, now we've got a guy who's changing all the rules, going back to Henry VIII. And uh, basically, it doesn't matter what he does, but it does matter what anybody else does. Um, And unfortunately, uh, it's hypocrisy of the highest order. Um, There's a story which, unfortunately, is becoming very common all over the show. I've seen a couple in Spain, Uh, certainly this one, worshipper is stabbed outside church on Easter Sunday after attending service as police arrest knife man. Uh, I don't really want to go too much into that. We will probably have a look at that later in the week. Uh, But I mean, it's just something that um, you do see quite a lot now. Um, We also had one about uh, somebody going into a mosque and doing similar uh, things there. So, you know, it's... It's not a good time uh, for religion in a general sense when you've got these uh, mad people going round uh, just attacking uh, uh, somebody that that goes to church. It's ridiculous, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. Um, from the crown placed... Uh, this is a big, big headline. From the crown placed on the head of every British monarch since 1661 to the scepters that will be placed in Camilla's hands, uh, Rebecca English covers or uncovers the remarkable history of the crown jewels. I think, actually, uh, you always hear the expression crown jewels with a little bit of a twinkle in your eye because uh, the crown jewels refers very often to a gentleman's undercarriage, especially if he's playing football or rugby. And if you get a bang in the crown jewels, it's extremely um uncoversed. comfortable um going again just looking at headlines before we look at specifics exclusive exclusive tory fury at labor attack advert claiming rishi sunak doesn't think child sex abusers should be jailed as keir starmer says he makes absolutely zero apologies for the posters um So the poster says, do you think adults convicted of sexually assaulting children should go to prison? And then um, Rishi Sunak doesn't. Underneath, under the Tories, 4,500 adults convicted of sexually assaulting children under 16 served no prison time. Labour will lock up dangerous child abusers. Now, if that's meant to uh, really get into somebody's psyche, um, I'm with Labour on that one, because quite frankly, I would will probably read the story and discuss it a bit more in depth. Uh, but I mean, looking just at headlines and how you, it makes you feel, um, I don't like 4,500 child abusers not being sent to prison. How do you feel about that? Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. Uh... Definitely agree with uh, them going to prison uh, for a, for a length of time, but um, I I always think that once you're a child abuser or a paedophile, uh, no matter how much psychiatric uh, treatment you get and rehabilitation and all that, I don't think if it's in you, it's in you, um, and I don't believe they'll they'll ever get over it. But um, the the way um, our prime minister is looking at it. <sighs> Has it got something to do with religion on his side?
0: No. I don't know. No think because
1: so. no they can have sex with children. No, no. Under 16. I, I
0: don't think that's right. Um I think because he he is not a muslim by the way where that pro- probably comes from um because we do know uh, and having read about it to check my facts um that there is a problem for me with that particular religion that will do that but as far as i'm aware they,
1: they don't think it's a, a crime do they
0: as far as i'm aware i don't think that is the same faith that rishi Sunak. Oh, right I can't, yeah. yeah, okay um i found this one rather strange which was the um we don't need to talk about finances leaked audio allegedly shows Nicola Sturgeon telling SNP officials to stop asking about the party's financial situation. Um, And yet we've seen pictures of the police. uh, I think they've confiscated a big motorhome, haven't they?
1: That was parked outside her mother's house. uh, Been locked up uh, since 1921. uh, Sorry, 2021. um, And they've taken that away. So, When you look back a few weeks ago when she uh, surprised everyone about resigning uh, and then all this has come out, it it does uh, throw up a few little questions of uh, whether this was all going to come out while she was the prime minister. So... uh, a little bit uh, suspicious, to say the least.
0: But, of course, you've got to remember, whenever we read any of these headlines, and then, of course, we'll delve into the article and discuss it later, um, you know, very often this is a tease headline. They want you to click on and uh, read into the uh, uh, the thing and stay online to read their adverts. I mean, the the news really is not so much about getting the information that we would we necessarily need to make a, an informed decision. It's not about that anymore. It's about clicking on and then all the adverts come on. And so really even that now is in debate. Um, we've got another very provocative headline. Christ, not colonial guilt, inspired the Church of England's 100 million fund to help victims of historic slavery. Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby insists in his Easter sermon now uh, again we will be looking into that uh, when I talk with Neil later in the week so we'll go to some of the specifics (coughs) as we start looking at what has been appearing in the newspapers but um, maybe (coughs) not being discussed the way that possibly it could have been discussed let's go to the first one Okay, junior doctors is what we're talking about. And I picked up an article which was uh, the junior doctors have been offered counselling for any unkind comments they receive over next week's devastating strikes in the UK. Uh, An architect of the action said, medics should look after ourselves and our mental health during the walkouts, despite experts warning the disruption... We'll see patients inevitably die. I mean, this, this is inflammatory when you see it written like this. Dr Adriana Zembrecher of the British Medical Association, the BMA, Junior Doctors' Committee, offered support for those who are the target of negative and unkind comments. The militant ringleader said the BMA offers a range of peer support, counselling and well-being services for anyone affected as they fight for an inflation-busting 35% pay rise. But there was seemingly little concern for the 250,000 patients who will have vital operations and appointments cancelled during the four-day strike starting on Tuesday. Now, I don't know about you. I find that when the doctors are offered counselling uh, for unkind remarks, um, that sort of offends my intelligence. I've got to be honest. Um, I've often thought that junior doctors are too f- – f- they work too hard uh, in terms of hours, far too long – And they're always likely to make some sort of um, mistake because of the hours they work. So I don't have no sympathy for junior doctors. However, I do have a lot of sympathy with families who basically maybe can't get what they need for the health of their loved ones because people are going on strike. Now, the dilemma is how do you try and sort out A 35% pay rise when everybody else is under the hammer for all sorts of rising costs. And if the inflationary uh, 35% goes ahead, then basically, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of other people will start demanding pay rises as well. It'll open
1: the floodgates for everyone. If you can do it, we can do it. But my thing is, um, where is this money going to come from? You know... um, People sometimes forget that um, we've had the uh, the, the, um, the COVID sort of lockdown. The English government have been paying a lot of money out um, to people who can't work and things like that. I mean, money just doesn't grow on trees. I mean, it's got to come from somewhere. I know we've all got to um, appreciate that um, uh, people want more money. Um, but going back to it being a danger... I'm sure, I'm practically ninety-nine percent sure that they'll have an emergency team in case there's a car accident or or a major a major accident or someone's really ill with a heart attack. I can't see any hospital leaving no emergency service. And as far as operations are concerned, people of my my family, one of my family, have been waiting two years for a hip operation. So I'm sure four more days if she was on their list is not going to put her out. I'm not saying um, that, you know, that applies to everybody, but I can't see a hospital being absolutely staffless for four days.
0: Okay, I think there's a lot of problem caused by the fact that if you've got uh, groups of people and they are all demanding and 35 percent. OK, it's a bargaining uh, p- a point because obviously nobody's going to get 35 um, percent. Except the MPs. Well, now I was going to come to this because the MPs have the uh, every single time they uh, seem to put in for some sort of a rise, they get it. They get it. Yeah. Now, you know, I look for leadership in everything, don't forget we don't live in the UK, so we're really relating back to things and looking to see what's in the news. But of course, the expat community are affected and impacted by anything that goes on. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I think if you're looking for leadership, and you see uh, about 650 of these blighters who basically always want to give themselves a rise. Um, they're quite happy to go to their place of work and fall asleep now I know some of the business can be tedious and boring but they are asking to do that job they're looking for people to vote them into the situation and
1: they get paid well to get paid and if
0: they get 300 pounds a day attendance uh, then the least they could do is stay awake so I get very across when I see these people who are falling asleep in the house especially the house of Uh, Lords. Lords. Mm -hmm. But you do see it in the Commons as well. So I think there's that. Then, of course, you go back uh, and we think in terms of uh, all these extra expenses that they claim for all sorts of ridiculous, nonsensical things which seem uh, that if they can get away with it until they're checked, they get away with it.
1: Because it's not in public knowledge, is it? It's all done, I wouldn't say undercover, because you could find out. But people, it's not in the headlines, is it, that uh, they've got another rise.
0: So I think, basically, the thing we're saying more than anything else is we're looking for leadership But you really then look back to what we're questioning, which is 35% uh, of a pay rise. uh, But they're not paid huge money because they spend long hours learning about what they're going to have to do for their job. Uh, There's a comment here. um, I don't see where it's from. But this particular Mac lad in the UK said... Uh, we're prepared to let people die die in order for our wage wage demands to be met. But if the relatives of those who die as a result of our strike uh, say nasty things about us, then we need to have special counselling because our mental well-being is more important than their loss. Zero public sympathy for junior doctors, zero public support for junior doctors and zero right to strike for junior doctors?
1: Well, I just don't agree with it because, I mean, uh, they don't get zero uh, support. I mean, I would say 100% uh, the population of England or, or the world appreciate uh, medical, medical things and uh, they rely on them. And uh, But I can't see, I, I don't like the fact of what he said because uh, they're, they're more important than somebody's loss. Uh, you know, just don't agree with that. I mean, he's making no. It he, sort he's
0: of... he's being facetious.
1: Oh right, okay. Well, I don't agree with what it, what he
0: said then, but um... but that's because he's basically trying to show you that uh, really it's all it, it is a bit exaggerated. But you see, I thought for a, a long time, I think this is a, an ongoing uh, scheme by the trade unions, probably influenced by very very far left. Um, to to have a go at the whole of the British economy, they're trying to ruin. They're trying to bankrupt. They're trying to ruin Britain, and and I think, quite honestly, if you look at the numbers of strike, the teachers have been on strike. All the different parts of the teachers have been on strike. The National Health Service have been on strike. Um, the the Trains. police have even talked about it. You know, it, it, it's just uh, exactly all the transport pe- people. I mean, it's a complete and utter plan. To uh, derail the uh, UK economy for me. So um, we'll move on because I think uh, I get a little bit too cross about some of these things. Uh, Let's go to the next one. Here it comes.
1: The number you have reached has been disconnected.
0: Okay, bit lighter. So, vets have issued an urgent war- warning. Now, uh, this was all about a dog that almost died after eating a hot cross bun. Um. Course, it all nice and light, Hattie, the Bernese mountain dog, sneakily grabbed the Easter snack after owner Paul Beckwith went to get some butter. When he turned his back, he saw the bun in Hattie's mouth and rushed over to yank it out. But the five-month-old pooch had wolfed it down uh, in just two bites, the traditional Easter Bake can be fatal for dogs because raisins, currants and sultanas are toxic for them. Hattie was then rushed to the vets where she was given an injection to make her throw up, minimizing the fatal risk. Okay, the important thing is that um, dogs are very important to families and. i was not really aware because we no. haven't got a dog
1: i knew uh, chocolate chocolate's very dangerous. chocolate i didn't know about i didn't know about the raisins and currants no definitely
0: and also we have a, a common friend uh, with a dog and the dog had got a couple of ticks now um the the ticks are something that because if if we're not um, dog owners we we don't always understand um, but uh, they go sort of into the body don't they tell mm. us a bit about it that you know
1: well it's just that they uh, cl- clamp onto the skin um, and they're very they can be very painful and poisonous but sometimes it's even more serious when they when they're sniffing they go round their face and their eyes. And it can cause a massive infection if the owner doesn't check it. If they go walking in the fields, for instance, or even on the beach, uh, they can pick them up really anywhere. Uh, but there is a tick, I think a tick season, which is obviously the summer. So it's uh, something people have to be aware of to check their animals, especially if they're long-herd animals.
0: I think also, um, you know, wherever people are listening around the world, e- each country will have its own peculiarity in terms of the insects that you've got to be aware of here we do have processional caterpillars which we do mention as soon as we know they're about Um, I don't think we've seen quite as many this year but that they again if people are in Spain walking the dogs and um, you know aren't too sure uh, really about the, um, you know, the, the processional caterpillars. Um, they are in uh, certain types of trees. The uh, fir tree. The fir tree, fir tree. In, in particular. And you can, if you look up, you'll see a sack. And inside the sack are all the caterpillars. And, of course, uh, what they'll do is when there's no more food, they drop down and then they go in the procession to find the next uh tasty uh, morsel that they can find on the next tree so um the dangers there if you don't know about these processional caterpillars and you sweep them out the way they've got little hairs which are very very infectious if they go in your lungs or they even go on your body you can get uh, quite a nasty problem so just be aware of that tell me about the, the, the the dog and the tick now i think the dog that we were aware of um, they had a a, a problem with the eyebrow was one wasn't it
1: yeah well you can get these sort of uh, special tweezers not just ordinary tweezers because you've got to get the the root out very carefully can't just sort of knock it off you have to pull very slowly to get everything out but uh, going back to the caterpillars they are extremely dangerous for dogs and cats because as you know a dog will uh, sniff and have its nose right down and if it touches that it Um, if he touches a caterpillar for whatever reason it it swells up their um, throat and it it is fatal and humans as well and humans it it is fatal and I think it should be more widely well this is what um, I'm saying this
0: is what I'm saying with the podcast you see you know while uh, we're talking about King Charles and his blessed carriages, um, you know, more important things for people are to be careful uh, for themselves as well as the pets. Because well, the
1: thing is, they, they look very interesting for children. I mean, it, they, they go in lines, they're quite furry and um, got lots of little, sp- like a little furry I used one. to pick uh, c- caterpillars yeah, up. And exactly. Our children used to love caterpillars, keep them in, um, with a leaf in and show them and put the, all that carry on. So a child that doesn't know about them or... An adult that doesn't know about them wouldn't think anything about a child picking them up. So it needs to be uh, it needs to be uh, told about or or spoken about a lot more than it is.
0: Okay, I'm going to play a jingle. Then we'll find our next one. Here we go. You're listening to Europe Calling with Vince Tracy and Barbara Ann. Europe Calling. Okay, this is uh, quite a big headline in the UK. So obviously um, I'm looking online and and I'm seeing that this is a number two or number three story. Uh, It's one that I'd highlighted a bit earlier anyway during the week. And it's all about a bizarre moment um, uh, when police stormed a couple's pub and seized Gollywog Dolls. Uh, they were saying that uh, the toys were a suspected hate crime. So um, Benice Riley, t- uh, 61, was quizzed by six six officers after police received an anonymous complaint about the White Hart Inn. This is down in Essex, uh, not far from London, Greys in Essex, and uh, the husband, Chris, 64, is currently abroad and he displayed their collection of 15 dolls after receiving them as a gift from customers over the years. So you can imagine that they've built up this nice little area uh, with these nice little gollywog dolls. Let me just quickly say that they are part of my upbringing. I've seen gollywog dolls in the house, uh, and the They're nice little things, actually, but on Tuesday, Essex police raided the pub and confiscated uh, the dolls, saying they were investigating a hate crime. They also took a book about the history of gollywogs, and a closed-circuit television showed six officers walk into the bar and question... Uh, this uh, mrs riley at a table Uh, uh, one inspects the bar before taking the dolls and putting them in an evidence bag so we'll look at a comment and then we'll make our uh, comments as uh, somebody from wiltshire uh, says absolutely amazing six police officers to take away some dolls but when somebody is attempting to break into your house no one is available to assist Law enforcement in this country is a joke. Right. Yeah. Your thoughts.
1: Totally agree.
0: Well, let's go to the Gollywood Dolls. Mm. Uh, So... I mean, I remember them as looking very smart. They always had sort of stripy Dickie-bow, trousers yeah, yeah. and a, a little sort of waistcoat and a, 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 a very smart jacket. So they and were smart little things, weren't they? Well, they
1: were the mascot for Robinson's Jam when I was a child, and you had this little Gollywog uh, thing, and if you collected so many labels, I think off the um, off the jar, you sent them away, and you got a little metal um, badge. It, w- it was absolutely incredible that people are starting to object about them. Um, and also the other thing <clears throat> people used to knit them. my grandma actually knitted me one and it was I, I, I treasured it. it was like it wasn't um, it was loved if you know what I mean uh, and it looked so cute and it was on my bed and uh, I actually gave it to one of my children. Uh, so it's somewhere it's somewhere in the loft somewhere. But to take offence to something like that—that's been around for what all my life, so and and before—I mean, they've stopped them um, having the mascot on the jam many years ago because somebody was offended. I mean, let's face it: there's lots more things to be offended. Okay, about than so
0: that. probably, probably, because we don't know for sure. The the offence that was taken would be by somebody of color a black person probably Uh, but but having said that as I'm sort of trying to go through my own thinking about this I think that it's probably just as likely to be one of these silly white people who are creating this problem because much as uh, we might want to be careful because I do think that, you know, if if maybe you are very sensitive about something like this, and some people are, okay, we'll accept that. Um, I, I would like to make sure they understand, certainly from my point of view and from any of my friends, we have got nothing against black people. Exactly. I feel very. Friends you know. I, I'm, and I feel very, very uh, sad that some of the things that have happened in history. Um, have been sort of very, very skewed and um, uh, taken badly against the black community. When I watch American TV and I see people coming onto the streets and you know uh, and, and the sort of things that have been happening, um, I do feel really quite sad for the black community. But in my heart, and certainly with other people that I know, We admire the black athletes. We admire the black uh, singers and uh, performers. And basically, uh, I've got many friends... I don't really feel comfortable saying black, but I'm told that that is how I should say. Yeah, not coloured. Because because basically, I don't think of the difference of um, them being one colour and me being another colour. I mean, I've got the most... um, horrible things that I don't like about my own sort of skin, etc. But I can't do anything about it. And I get the impression that some people are making this into a problem, especially when you see... The number of uh, beautiful black skinned people that appear on the TV screens, you know, really, really good looking people, flawless complexion and all that sort of stuff. So I really feel that other people are making this a problem. They're
1: making it into a problem. They're trying to separate us. Whereas we um, we've got friends living on the outskirts of London and they said we've always always got on with our the diverse community of black uh, all all the different um, chinese indian pakistan all that carry on and but now they're trying to sort of and their friends as well businesses have been there 50 60 years
0: going going to the um the gollywogs i'm just thinking that um you know if you're going to be offended by a black gollywog doll why are we not offended by white dolls? Because if you look at some of the white dolls, I mean, I don't like them. You know, I'm not. I don't like dolls per, per se. Really, I'm not really a big fan of dolls. But I think you I see
1: think what would happen if you didn't have black dolls. I mean, we were funny enough in in the um, market yesterday, and they had what they called newborn babies. Look very realistic, uh, very realistic, and everything else. And they had black babies as well uh you know baby dolls i should say i mean we're not offended by having black baby dolls with the white baby dolls are we it's just normal to us well normal. didn't
0: didn't we see a a young black girl pushing a little pram lovely
1: be- beautiful baby you know child's pram she must have been seven or eight and we looked in. Uh, you know we said hello and all that and she had a white little baby doll inside and i said to vince wouldn't you think in a way that she would have preferred to have a white uh, a, a black baby doll but uh, she she was very proud of her pram and her mum and dad and were very happy so i i think some people minority people try and make us angry about things that aren't necessary
0: well i think you can clearly see in the british press and in the british media that uh, there's a huge um plan to change everybody's way of thinking i mean you know
1: i mean we got on all right before um but they're they're just trying to make make problems we've
0: said it before and i'm sure we'll be saying it again suddenly all the adverts are about black people and when you look at the number of mixed uh, mixed marriages that we have come across in our lifetime, we've seen them increase, but not to the extent that they're trying to make out.
1: Well, I suppose they're trying to, the, the, the people that make these adverts are trying to... Uh Stop the uh, racism, saying that oh, you don't have enough black uh, uh, adverts. But I think they're the promoting gone, racism, aren't they? Yeah, the the sort of um, they should be. It should be fifty fifty. That's what I say.
0: Well, no, I, I would even suggest that if you've only got below ten percent in the population, then. You've reflected the population as it is, but now uh, you only have to look at most of the soaps and suddenly, you know, the the, the demography of, of of the way the soaps is, is suddenly changing. I'm going to move on because it's something that, um, you know, I don't feel that strongly about some of this. No. I just feel, I wish you could just understand that people are, people uh, are manipulating all. you. Mm. Okay, let's move on. Um, here's the next one. OK, so I'm reading now that fans have revealed how they felt uh, they've been to the West End to see a play. Now, a lot of people look like going out to see uh, plays and we've got uh, friends that are actually in the theatre and, you know, so we take an interest in it. Uh, but they've left the play early after paying to watch a production featuring rape, torture, child abuse and nudity. Now, many of the critics leave. Uh, they love the show, uh, starring the Happy Valley star, uh, who, who I, I'm not into. Who the stars are, but you know, uh, audience members paying up to 160 pound each for a ticket um, said they walked out of the production. Uh, a little life left to preview audiences at the Harold Pinter Theatre traumatised by graphic on-stage portrayals of suicide, self-harm and paedophilia, with one audience member counting 11 people walking out. After attending early performances this week, fans of the play took to social media to express their shock at just how raw the production is. One wrote, only made it to the interval of a little life. One hour, fifty minutes of relentless misery was more than enough for me. Oh, excuse me. I gather it didn't end happily. Okay.
1: Oh, I think it's disgusting. I mean who wants to pay? to see such horrible things. I mean, it's bad enough. Uh, I don't like horror films, but, you know, some people do like horror films, fair enough. But to actually have rape, uh, drugs, suicide, all things that do happen, not not um, horror movies, I think it's just sick. It really is sick and, and not in a, in a good way because uh, some of the kids say sick is a good thing. But really... Uh, just horrible. I mean, to think a producer and even the actors want to even perform something like that. It's uh, it's quite quite upsetting and quite worrying that people want people to pay to see it.
0: Okay, this, this is a live show. It's in the West End of London. It's supposed to be sort of where you'll see the elite actors being able to uh, give us their production. And um, We've just already identified that there's an area of life where paedophiles aren't really punished. When we started this podcast, we were looking at the fact that 4,500 uh, allegedly in the newspaper don't forget, we don't read everything and uh, just swallow it up, line and sinker. But there is evidence that the judiciary are not punishing paedophilia. Now, paedophilia is about attacking children. As a parent, as a grandparent, as a teacher, I know when I look at little children, I see how frail and the little hand comes up so that they can hold your hand and feel that they're secure. This is not good enough. If you are going to show people such horrible graphic detail for me you're adding into the uh, well, the problem
1: did the people know that before they went in that this is what this st- i mean do you get the storyline um you know in sort of um you know a piece of paper you know like to to advertise the play that's what i would like to know because if you do get uh, the um the detail of the story or whatever the the play's about well if you do get that detail and you still go, then I'm sorry. You obviously uh, don't don't think it's a problem.
0: I would imagine that people know what the content's going to be, but
1: they don't think it's so graphic. Maybe. But but I
0: think the thing is, it's how how can you portray? Like, for example, over the last couple of days, I've spotted that the uh, there's all sorts going on as an attack against religion. Now, whether or not you've got a religion uh, and what your religion might be, you will see things that you perceive as an attack. But certainly here in Spain, I've got a, a thing to discuss with Terry later in the week on his podcast, uh, which is basically a television station uh, attacking religion. And, uh, you know, the, the authorities are going to have a look at it. they don't seem to have this in the uk it would appear that uh, anything anywhere near uh, you know keeping an eye on what is a permittable seemed to go when mary mary whitehouse went it was almost like uh, you know uh, she was castigated and everybody then seemed to think that you can just do what the hell you like well, as a teacher, you can't because if you are talking about teaching people, then you teach them in many ways. And if you go to a production where you see things like this, you
1: shouldn't be doing.
0: Then, yeah. therefore, you will find that um, some people will take it just a little bit too far. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh, we'll go to uh, let's see. Now, don't forget, this is the weekly intake of all the things that uh, certainly, I think, are going not noticed the way they should be noticed. And really, uh, we get this on a daily basis. You only have to look at the TV, Every single programme now is, some people might be offended. Uh, Well, yes, don't make offensive programmes is quite a simple answer. However, we're looking at something lighter again. And more than 27 million people have watched a clip of the soldier uh, and his explosive reaction outside Buckingham Palace. Uh, There was a clip that was posted on TikTok, which, of course, is this wonderful place where you can, um, uh, you know, just really have a go at anything. Because it's almost like the whole purpose of it is to take the mickey. And this is a guy that has a job who is dressed. uh, He is dressed in full armor uh, and he is outside Allegedly looking after. Well, no, not it's not allegedly. We know it is. He's he's there to protect the king and all the people going into the palace. So uh, the trouble is, um, he stamped his foot uh, because somebody was leaning in for a photo, and um, he dropped, uh, stamped his foot, turns towards this girl holding a large sword and bellowed at her. Do not touch the king's lifeguard. The reaction prompted debate amongst the social media uh, as to whether the shouting was justified. Okay, what do you think?
1: Oh, I think it was justified because I mean he's not there uh, for um, just have. uh, Yeah, people can take photographs, but they don't touch him. He's there for a reason, and uh, it's not a joke, and it's not. you know it's serious, and uh, you've got to respect that fact. I mean, when we went to Rome, they had uh, guards uh, uh, guarding the entrance of Spanish uh, embassy. The Spanish embassy, yep. and they were all dressed in in uh, national, you know, the costume of of a guard, and uh, they were very serious. You know, they're not smiling. It's not a not a a fancy dress. it's it's something that somebody is doing as a responsible job. Yes, it's in um, medieval, most probably costumes and people, but this is where history comes in. This is where I don't agree with everything that's... uh, If you don't have history, you've got nothing, have you, really? Nothing to teach anybody. You've got bad history where you learn from things like we were talking before about the the black people. But if you you wipe all that out and wipe all the... um, the evidence, like the statues, the children coming up haven't got anything to um, to refer to to change things. OK, I
0: think the problem seems to be that with today's young people and, unfortunately, a lot of older people as well, they seem to think that if you've got a camera on your telephone, then you've got a God-given right to do whatever, to take a picture of anything. Mm. And I think we're forgetting that you take a photograph You're not given a photograph.
1: You ask if you you can take it. If
0: that girl had done what she should have done, which is ask permission, Mm -hmm. um, she would have been told you won't be able to do it. I
1: mean, only yesterday here in Spain, there was a a chef, an older lady, and she was a chef. But it was a see-through glass windows all the way around, like in a cubicle. And she was cooking uh, paellas. Which, there must have been eight different paellas. She was shaking. And I, she looked around and I asked her, can I take a photo? And she goes, CCC, c, c. you don't just take it. I mean, that could have been a p- private area. that I don't know. But I always ask if I can take a photograph. And when here in Spain, they have the national costumes on and the, the children, adults, you ask the person. You don't just invade their space and their privacy. And if they accept, then you're okay.
0: When we go back to the the guard, now the guard must be a trained killer. Uh, You know, not to put too fine a point on it, if you're going to be on guard duty and supposing while that girl is doing her silly selfie and distracting the guard, supposing... The king is going by and with the madness that we have in society now, we could have the same sort of thing as we had when at the origins of the First World War, when Princip, a Serbian, um, attacked the Archbishop, uh, the Archduke Ferdinand um, and, you know, started a world war through it. Mm -hmm. You see, the thing is, is, people don't understand. They've all been going through school with a stupid attitude yeah. uh, not there, all i, I mean, shouldn't say all
1: yeah he's there for a reason he's not there to be mocked at he's not there as a comedy act he's there for a reason and you and everyone should respect that they go to london to see these uh traditions i say that are being upheld uh like um the men in the red jackets i can't think what their name is the, beef eaters. the
0: uh, no, or the 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 uh, the, the guard, no, the Coldstream the re- Guard, um, Chelsea well, pensioners, ev- ev-
1: the Chelsea pensioners. I mean, you know, they're respected. So, the young generation in general, I think. When I say they don't respect it, they're son. not. Ta- they're son. They're not taught about it in school. This is where I, I, you know, even religion. Even if if it's not your religion, they should do a wide range of religions to let young people know the difference between well, what, I think what they, people believe in.
0: They probably do do this, but then not, not in all schools. But then they don't endorse it later by putting things on the TV. What the, what they'll do, very very clever the way they do it they'll put things like that on at about three o'clock in the morning so that they can say oh well we did put it on but they don't they don't put it on at the time when everybody is likely to be watching i don't
1: know why We, we both had religious education we had an exam for religious education but it just gave you the basic um the basic stories of the past and all that carry on but why did they stop it? I mean, there's so many different religions. Oh well, we that know you need why to, they've stopped it. Well, what you need to know about to understand it. But, I mean, you know, the Buddhism, um, you know, Judaism, uh, Roman Catholics, um, you know, it's just so many religions that children should be taught what they're all about.
0: OK, we come to our next one. So this one was an extraordinary story I'm reading of course and it was about uh, the young Polish lady who became, I hate this phrase, an internet sensation by claiming that she was Madeleine McCann and um, social media posts of course by this Julia Wendell, she's 21, suggested that she was the missing British girl who disappeared in 2007 that, that all went viral. That's another, you know. Anyway, uh, reports around the world. She even appeared on a prime time US talk show to discuss her claims. And then she was given a DNA test, conclusively demolishing her claims and revealed her as a fantasist. Uh, we've discovered now that this is not the first time that Julia has claimed to be a missing person. Her mother, uh, um, Cholensky, I think her name is, and stepfather um, are particularly upset by the actions of US media personality Dr. Fig Johnson, Johansen, or whatever it is, a self-styled psychic and mystic who jumped on Julia's claims and claimed to be helping her uncover the truth while pushing her into a number of high-profile appearances. Well, if she's done it all before... Uh, then I'm pretty oh, sure that fake. she would she's have known f- about it. She's
1: a fake, isn't she, then? If she's done it before, how could she be two people? You know. So, I mean, thank God we've got um, DNA tests now. I mean, you know, I don't know how many years ago it was that it was brought, but I can't... I, well, I'm absolutely amazed that when you've got a dead body with bone, you know, really dead, like 20 years old, they can still do DNA tests. So she's either a little bit sort of... Uh, she doesn't understand what a DNA test is because it l- would immediately tell them that it's not her.
0: Well, let's be honest about it. You know, you've got to have a little bit of a screw loose to to want say, yes. to claim to be somebody and then go on TV shows and everything else.
1: Wants the, he wants the attention seeking. It's like people when... Some people even admit to killing people and they go to the police station and they say, yeah, I did it, I did it. But they didn't do it at all. They, they just want the, um, the attention. But why do they want that, That's a, that sort of attention? I, I, I don't understand.
0: We move on. OK, some of this you mightn't have seen in the press... Some you might have done and wondered why are people not either dismissive or why are they giving it too much attention. Claire Thomas from Merthyr Titfield was found to have been fundamentally dishonest about the injuries. Uh, all this was about a crash in 2016 and she tried to claim over £250,000 in damages. She's 39, suffered soft Tissue injuries to her neck and shoulders, uh, according to what she was trying to claim, as well as migraines or migraines and psychological problems. However, despite claiming that all this uh, disabled her and limited her capacity to walk, medical experts found there was no reason for this to be the case. In the following years, she was caught dancing at a wedding, attending a pop concert and jetting off on trips to Italy and Switzerland. However, the Cricket Discipline Commission, which heard evidence, um, um, okay, that's uh, another story. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, okay, let's just stick with what we had there. What do you think?
1: Well, it's not the first time, and it won't be the the last time that people are trying to claim compensation for uh, originally a minor minor injury, and then it develops into, uh, they say, a major injury. Uh, we've got programs um on the television uh what they call scammers um and they're playing the they're at the gym lifting weights, they're putting the shopping in the bag blah 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 but when they're filmed coming into the into the um the offices where they are testing them, they get out of a wheelchair I mean it's just dishonesty it, at a massive degree. And thank goodness we've got security um, surveillance cameras because these sort of people wouldn't, um, wouldn't get caught. Uh, I just think it's, it's disgusting. that, um, But it, it's something that will happen. And uh, as long as people uh, are surveilling, uh, surveying them and filming them, Long may that that hopefully lots will get sort of um, well, it's stealing found out.
0: You know, the word doesn't come up very often. Um, you know, they'll sort of even report it in a nicer way. It's stealing, and unfortunately, there is a cost somewhere along the line. Either it comes from other people's insurance policies, but whichever way we're breeding a people, we're we're not educating people to understand that you try not to. Steal from people.
1: I know, but the, and the the worst thing about it is genuine uh, injuries. I mean, really big genuine injuries. um You know, might get a little bit overlooked, or they don't even know what they can claim. Uh, whereas these scammers, they they just think this. Oh, I'll just say I've got a neck problem and a mental health issue, and uh, I'm you know can't sleep. I mean, how many how many other people can't sleep? It, it's bad enough having a little accident. But what about these major accidents, you know? I don't know, I just... OK, it...
0: we've got one more, I think. So uh, let's go to this one. Right, uh, this is shelves packed full of lollipops and chocolates. So, as I'm reading, you'd be, of course, assuming this was just a sweet shop. So, tucked away inside and even brazenly advertised in some windows lies something illegal for under-18s to buy. Vapes, incredibly vibrant shades of green, blue and pink adorn a huge display. Nearly all of the e-cigarettes sold here are chemically altered to taste funky. I don't like even using the word funky because I don't know about taste and funky. I don't think those two words go together, but never mind. With flavours like Blue Raz Lemonade and Fur Ground Whiz. Uh, These are the types of um, cartoon characters. So, why, if kids can't legally go and buy vapes, are sweet shops selling them? So, um, the newspaper was exposing the predatory marketing tactics of the vape retailers accused of preying on kids with their pervasive schemes so successful that officials are now proposing an outright ban. We're sleepwalking into an existential crisis for children. There's a professor here, Andrew Bush, one of the country's most renowned paediatric respirologists. He explained our dossier was scurry, and uh, proof that firms are desperately trying to lure kids, sentencing them to a lifetime of nicotine. OK, there's a comment from somebody in the UK in London. These people will sell anything to anybody, regardless of age or being illegal, so long as they make money, which will never go back into the British economy. Most of them pay no VAT or tax. They know every trick in the book. Uh, from no-speak English to owner on holiday if anyone calls. They are no good to the economy selling illegal and counterfeit goods. Pay crap wages to cheap labour. Don't declare two pr- true profits. The list is endless. Close them down and fine the owners heavily if our authorities can track them down and establish which one is the real o- owner. So obviously that particular person... Is given us the impression that these are not, shall we say, native English speakers.
1: Yeah, yeah. But again, I just can't understand how these things sort of materialise and are allowed to sort of go bigger and bigger. I mean, it, it's drug pushing in another form, isn't it, basically? that That's the end of it. And to, to have it decorated up in the, the names of the things and the flavours... It's drug-pushing to young people. I mean, you know, let's just be completely clear about it. And if the, g- the powers that be just can't say... Uh, conf- I mean, they confiscate uh, counterfeit um, goods, don't they, from the markets. And, uh, and cigarettes. T- and tobacco, so. and they go around in the back of the room, and there's all this... C- and some of it is not even uh, very healthy... I mean, healthy uh, danger as well, because it's not produced in a... In a Oh, you know ex- what's the word well it's all che- te- tested and checked it's just sort of there so you don't really know what the ingredients are of some of these tobaccos but going back to the other thing just stop it just confiscate them i mean i can't see how easy
0: that can be Okay. Well, we've um, tried to put the world to rights again, looking at uh, items that appear in the newspapers for everybody to see, but not everybody does see them. So, hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you very much indeed, Barbara.
1: Okay, Vince. See you next time. Okay, everyone. Have a lovely day.